And this is also a great time when you're in a new city, like go exploring, go walk, go hike, go find a nature trail. Like there's a lot of ways too that we can make sure that we get in movement. I'm not a fan of tracking calories or saying you have to work out or it has to look like this. And we're trying to, you know, a lot of times we just try to burn off what we ate the day before mm -hmm. and it never works that way. But moving our bodies is good, like mentally and physically. Hi, I'm Kim Tolson and I'm the traveling therapist. It's my passion to teach therapists how to navigate online private practices and multiple income streams so they can travel the world. I'm a digital nomad with a virtual insurance-based private therapy practice and a multi six-figure coaching business. I'm obsessed with entrepreneurship and developing tools that can help therapists live an adventurous lifestyle. In this podcast, I will discuss my journey as a digital nomad, I'll chat with other traveling therapists and help you navigate the complexities of running an online insurance-based practice. I'm so glad to have you with me on this journey. I want to take a moment and thank our sponsor for this episode, Thryzer. Thryzer is a new company that offers free out-of-network billing resources. It's a total game changer. Thryzer has made out-of-network billing a win-win for both the client and the therapist. They provide end-to-end out-of-network billing services for our clients completely free of cost. This allows clients to obtain out-of-network reimbursement and get quality care from you simultaneously. You can learn more about Thryzer at Thryzer.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Traveling Therapist. I'm joined today with Jillian Lama. I'm so glad to have you here today. She's not a traveling therapist, but she's an expert in traveling and also a health and life coach. So Jillian, I'd love if you would just introduce yourself a little bit and then we can get into all these topics that we want to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to come on and just talk about all the things because this combines a lot of what I do with clients and a lot of my own personal story and just experiences of combining travel with food and often weight loss or health related goals. So, yep. So like you said, I'm Jillian. I'm the founder of Body You Crave and the Body You Crave Method. So nice. I have a podcast, if you you know are interested in learning more, also called Body You Crave, keep it super simple and streamlined. And I'm all about helping men and women end emotional eating and lose excess weight, eating the foods they love. So it's all about looking at what can we control? What is kind of out of that realm of control? And now how do we make peace with food and not feel so obsessed or feel like we need willpower or we're constantly dieting or restricting and really make this something that we can actually love and enjoy because it's the only way we're going to make it consistent and be able to do it for the rest of our lives so that we don't gain the weight back because we've all been there before where we've lost the weight, but it either slowly creeps back on or it comes back kind of quick because we, we kind of fall out of our normal groove and routine. Absolutely. And I can so relate to this topic on so many levels. One, I've shared with the audience that I have celiac disease, which means I can't consume anything containing gluten and also eggs and dairy. I'm not supposed to have that either just because I don't know my celiac, something about it makes me mm -hmm. really sensitive to these other foods as well. So traveling has been really hard for me because I've got to find, you know, restaurants that are gluten-free or trying to eat out of Airbnbs that the kitchens aren't exactly clean. You know, there might be cross-contamination with gluten and that sort of thing. 
And then the other piece for me is exactly what you're talking about. It's, you know, I feel like I'm on vacation every day because I'm a digital nomad now, but I'm in a different location, these really pretty places. And, you know, it's like, oh, this is the time to splurge and eat, eat badly and go to the nice restaurant. And, right. you know, so there's multiple things sort of affecting me as a traveling therapist and a digital nomad. And I know other traveling therapists are going through this similar sort of issues. So I just wanted to have you on to talk about this, just have a conversation around how to manage that, how to manage the, you know, the like the resort lifestyle, if you will, and, yeah. and still be healthy and keep, you know, a healthy weight and not and not gain a bunch of weight, you know, that yeah. sort of thing. So Right. Absolutely. Right. And to stay fit and to stay active, like to keep your energy up so that you're sleeping well, so that you can go out and do your job to the best of your abilities. You know, this isn't just about weight loss. While that is one of the benefits that I work with clients and one of the results we create a lot of times it's like, how do I feel better in my body? How do I feel more confident going out there and doing this work or confident meeting people or going to a bar or restaurant by myself or, you know, these Mm. different aspects, It, it all comes into play, but when we are not at the top of our game, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, then it's just going to make it so much harder and less enjoyable to be able to really, you know, savor this moment and this phase of life that you're in. Absolutely. Yeah. So I know you as well also travel and, Mm -hmm. and do a great bit of traveling around the country. Do you have tips or tricks or ideas? It was particularly for people like me that have like food restrictions or allergies or, you know, need to be mindful of what they're putting into their body. Like, do you have any tips or ideas around how to navigate that mm-hmm. specifically as like a traveling person? Yeah, absolutely. So okay. I always work with clients around our thoughts about any kind of food allergies, sensitivities, and restrictions around what we're eating and not eating. And okay. so I always remind clients that you are in control of this. It's your choice what you eat. So even though you have celiacs, mm-hmm. you could still eat foods with gluten in it, you're just going to pay the consequences later. And so rather than saying like, I can't have that. I'm not allowed. This sucks. Woe is me, right? Like my cross is so heavy. We want to focus on, no, I'm choosing not to eat this because I don't like the way this feels in my body, or I'm choosing Mm. to focus on these foods and not those. And so for some of you, it might be a more and a less for me, for example, I have a slight, like I have more of a genetic disposition to, to gluten, to where Mm. I don't have a very physical initial reaction, but I know long-term I want to be mindful of it. So I'm going to limit, I'm limiting my dairy and my gluten, but it's not that I have that physical response immediately. So I just want to go for less of it Mm. for somebody like you, where it might be more of an elimination thing where you, again, it's a very much a conscious choice of I'm choosing not to have this. And so just kind of getting over that kind of victim mentality, I think is really important for Mm -hmm. anyone with food allergies and food sensitivities, because it can be very discouraging and it kind of creates, just creates a, a lot of unnecessary suffering when it's, I can't have that this, this is terrible. I don't get to eat my favorite foods, you know, like as if you have no control. So that's Mm. always the first step is reminding yourself of like, I have control over this. I'm going to choose what to eat and what not to eat. And I'm going to choose this from a place of loving my body. Oh, that's so important. Oh, I can, I can really get in that pity party. Like, yeah, uh, everybody's having pizza. There's, you know, I can't have anything. Like, I really, it's so important to remember because I, I can get into that like big time. You know, there's all these fancy restaurants in this new place we are, and I can't go to any of them. Why don't they accommodate gluten free? 
Like I can really go there quickly. So that's so yeah. important to remember. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, and, mm. and so the, and one other piece there is also like not making it all about the food, but making it about the company and who you're with and mm. you know, what you're, you're experiencing the conversations. I used to get very caught up in where we would go to eat because it had to have good food because the highlight of my day was food because it was so like oh, obsessive yes. and restrictive. And, and so when I took the priority off of the food, then it was like, oh, we could really go anywhere because I can have a salad and I'm fine. And it doesn't like, I can get a salad almost anywhere. And it's more about the conversation that I'm having and spending time with certain people. Mm. So that's, that's one of the pieces too, is like, can I go and maybe have a cocktail and be comfortable not eating while everybody else is. And that for some yes. people feels really hard. And, and I'm not saying that if you're hungry, don't eat. <laughs> you know, right. Of course. <laughs> if you, if you aren't hungry or if you decide, you know, they don't have food that are foods that are going to accommodate my, my allergies or what I'm choosing not to eat. I, can I eat a little bit on my own beforehand and go and, and then, you know, like just enjoy a beverage and mm -hmm. be comfortable just being around people, being in those social environments without feeling the need to eat. And often what we're afraid of is we're afraid of what other people are going to think, what mm -hmm. other people might say, we, we judge ourselves and often we make it a much bigger deal in our minds than it is because, yeah. you know, we're all very much like afraid, like worried about ourselves or kind of thinking about ourselves, but you've got to remember that the people that you're with, they're thinking about themselves. True. <laughs> so, so like, true. You might get some questions, but it's just learning how to kind of preempt that and just say, no, I'm not hungry or nope. I'm not like, I'm good. I'm, you know, I'm here for the conversation or I'm here to socialize, you know, things like that will allow you some of those opportunities. The other thing with yes. restaurants is even if they don't have a gluten-free menu, a lot of restaurants will accommodate gluten-free requests. Mm -hmm. So it depends on your sensitivity and what level that's at. If it's something where any, any light cross-contamination can mm -hmm. be really physically painful for you, you may choose to stay away. And again, it's the, the mindset of, nope, I'm going to choose not to do that because I don't like how I feel. But a lot of places will also, they'll let you swap out and do like, you know, a hamburger or a sandwich without the bread and make it like a lettuce wrap. A lot of places will have gluten-free bread or gluten-free buns. Now you can often find different appetizers that will meet your needs. Sometimes it's like um, hummus and veggies, or it might be lettuce wraps or, you know, like there are things that you can do and that you can look for in terms of how can I make this gluten-free? And if you call mm -hmm. ahead and just talk to either a manager or the head chef sometime when they're not busy, they're not like, you know, it's not a Sunday brunch kind of situation. Yeah. Oftentimes they're, they're more than happy to accommodate. They want to please you. They want your good review. They want your money, you know, like they want you yeah. to be happy and to enjoy their, your experience there. Like that only benefits them. And so what you'll find is that so many places are willing to accommodate and happy to try to make modifications. Um, and I know that with the, asking for things, especially from your server, for some people can feel very awkward of like, mm, here's what I'm going to order, so but I'm going to change the entire thing. So just be prepared for all of my modifications. And we kind of feel like <laughs> we feel bad. Like mm -hmm. we are in an inconveniencing other people. I would say like, this is an inconvenience. It's such a nuisance. I'm a burden. Sometimes we have those kinds of thoughts. Totally. So really just being aware of you are thinking that not anybody else. And you're projecting that and, and maybe worried or assuming somebody else is saying that or thinking it. And maybe somebody else has made comments where you have become more self-conscious about what you order mm -hmm. and how you order. And you've got to, we, we've got to be able to let that go, right? Like I can't yes. care about the snide comments that somebody else is going to say, either some server I had in the past or, you know, some, you know, somebody that I'm eating with might, you know, have a, 
kind of mocking voice or like even my dad kind of teases me and I just tune mm. him out. Like, oh my gosh, my dad too. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, no. like, are you sure you're still eating gluten-free? I'm like, dad, I actually have celiac disease. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What were you going to say? Sorry. Yeah. So like we can love these people that we're with, but we also don't have to pay any mind. Like his comments don't have to bother me. And that's right. one of the things that I, I really work with clients on is how do I take responsibility for my thoughts and my emotions mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. delegate those to other people or to other things, other situations. Yes. So there's a lot of like internal work that we can do just to feel comfortable and confident being able to go out to that restaurant and trust me, like you're not inconveniencing the servers. I've been a server. Like it's, <laughs> it's not a problem. It might take them an extra couple of minutes to like write everything down, but they're going to want to get your order. Right. And I would say most restaurants also these days are going to have allergy alerts to where you can flag that. And a, what I've noticed is that a lot of times a general, like a manager will come over to me when I order something that's specifically gluten or dairy free, or, or I tell them about the allergy, they'll come and make sure like verify the order, make sure that it's, uh, you know, accurate once it comes and, mm-hmm. and, and they're, they're just, they're very nice about it. So, you know, just, even though you might have had some bad experiences, try not to make that assumption of all places. Yeah. Yeah. I could definitely say most of the time they're very accommodating. You know, I think every once in a while you get that one that kind of rolls their eyes a little bit when you Mm -hmm. order, especially with gluten-free because, you know, I I think it like became such a fad, you know, and people kind of like, okay, gluten-free, you know, trendy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like, no, really it's serious. Like, and I'll go into this whole thing and then my boyfriend will chime in and he'll be like, she'll be like vomiting in like 10 minutes if you don't take this seriously. You know? So he'll like, he'll like even jump in to kind of help. But it's those, it's those couple of bad experiences that, you know, make it a little uncomfortable sometimes, but really you're right. For the most part, people are very accommodating and they want to help. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So So when it comes to like road trips and driving, or if you're flying, what I found is that I look for some of the bigger gas stations. If we're going to stop somewhere, it's going to be like more of a truck stop where it's a loves, a pilot, flying Mm. J, like there's all, you know, different names depending on where around the country you're at. But if you can stop at one of these larger gas stations, oftentimes they have fresh fruit and veggies to snack on. You can find, you know, different things like popcorn. Sometimes you can find some gluten-free options. Um, you can often find mixed nuts, jerky. Sometimes there's protein bars, like quest bars you can get like all around the country. So it kind of just depends on what, um, you know, what you, what, what your parameters are that you're looking for when it comes to mm-hmm. food and a snack. And a lot of times I will bring my own food. If it's like the start of a trip, I'll try to make extra for dinner. If like, for example, and then I have something for lunch the next day. Mm. Um, so it's something where I try to do my own cooking whenever I can and, and bring that with me. But sometimes when you're on the go, um, we'll stop at whole foods and we'll, we'll like go to, we'll fill up with gas, go to the bathroom. And then we go to whole foods and I'll get their hot bar and I'll be able to pick from all of their heart, their hot foods. Um, I can grab snacks there. Uh, and that's also one of my tips for when you are in a new city, like find a grocery store that, you know, has food that you, that stocks the brands that you like, the food that mm. you like, even if it's just kind of for snacks and not as much for meals, it's going to go a long way of like, this is now the routine of I, that I get into. I get into my new city, check into my hotel. I then find the closest Trader Joe's or Sprouts or Whole Foods. And I go there and I get some, I get some produce. Um, I always make sure that my hotel room has at least a mini fridge, if not like a full fridge, you Mm -hmm. know, so there's different things that you can be, you know, kind of aware and thinking through ahead of time. 
Um, and then most airports these days also have a lot of snack options. They've got a, a variety of different things. Um, again, I bring like a lot of my own food on the plane. I'll bring meals, I'll bring mm -hmm. snacks. Like I have a, like, I just traveled across the country with my toddler, uh, a few weeks ago and we went from North Carolina to California and then back. Oh, and wow. each time I had like a whole carry on full of snacks. It was like snacks and water. <laughs> <You Yeah. know? laughs> like, there was some extra space in there so I could buy, you know, plenty of water at the airport, because that's the other thing is just making sure you stay hydrated is really mm -hmm. important. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I bring a lot of my own stuff and especially with a, a little guy, he's 15 months now. And like, I did not know how he was going to do on the previous flights. He had been smaller. He had been one month and then four months on our previous cross country flights. So he pretty much just sat there. Like he was fairly content. He was only nursing. So this time around, I was like, okay, can I have some activities? Can I have some snacks? How do you know, make sure he's got things, make sure I've got things. Okay. We're good. <laughs> you know? Yes. Um, yes. And we just kind of do, you do your best. And then when I was in California, getting ready to come back, I stopped at target, or again, you can stop at like whole foods, any kind of grocery store and get some snacks for your, your flight home or your road trip home, whatever that looks like. Such great tips. Yeah. I, I just find that I just like hoard food, you know, like food that I know I can eat because I'm always afraid I'm going to get stuck somewhere. It's almost like, I don't know, like as a th from a therapist perspective, like a trauma response, like I'm afraid I'm going to get caught somewhere where I can't like have food, you know, so I do find myself doing that, like stocking up on on the foods that I know I can eat no matter what, no matter where I am. And always I always have some sort of snacks to fall back on. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 And you know, there's nothing wrong with that either. Like I almost always will have like a protein bar for me and like a snack bar for the baby in my bag. Like mm -hmm. there's stuff in the diaper bag, there's stuff in my purse. There's like, and people will tease me about it. They'll be like, Oh, it's still going to put pull out of her bag this time. Or, you know, <laughs> yeah. what's she going to whip out today? And again, I don't let anybody else's comments impact the way that I feel and the way that I'm going to prioritize my health and me feeling good. Like nice. at the end of the day, I would much rather feel good in my body than to try to like not feel awkward around somebody or allow mm -hmm. them to make me feel any way. So, it's so important. I, yeah. I remember in the beginning of my celiac, I was so nervous to ask for accommodations. Mm -hmm. Like we were just talking yeah. about it just, you know, over time, like too many times just getting sick, you know, yeah. it was like, I just can't do that anymore. I've got to just like stand up for myself and, and, you know, make my health a priority, no matter what people think or say about it. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and there are going to be some people who don't take me seriously and they're like, really? Like, yeah. <laughs> sure? like, I don't know about that. And it's become a little bit more common in my house because my mom also has a lot of food sensitivities and allergies oh, okay. now. And I know that I have a few genetic markers to where, again, if I'm not mindful of things now, I'm going to, be, I'm going to have to be so much more restrictive and I'm going to end up paying the price later down the road. Mm -hmm. So it's just being aware. And, and even with like dairy, even if I don't have like an actual diagnosed allergy or sensitivity, I know for me, like I just get kind of flummy if I've got too yeah. much like dairy. And so I know like, I'm not going to sound as good when I'm doing podcasts. I'm just going to be like, you know, if I'm mucusy all day, like that's just gross. And I, I don't enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. So again, it's just Doesn't another reminder good. of this isn't fun to be like, I don't enjoy this aspect. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the, the cheesy enchiladas might sound delicious, but I'm going to oh. go with the chicken fajitas instead, because I know I'm going to, I'm going to just feel better tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I still do have week, week times where I'll order something with cheese and I do pay for it. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, why did I order the cheese? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Oh. And then, and then also, like I would say, when we get into those aspects and those situations mm-hmm. as well, is like really coming at it from a place of self love and compassion. Yes, and, and you know, oh. genuinely asking, like, okay, so I I know this is how my body responds in the moment. I really wanted cheese. What was going on here? Was I mm-hmm. feeling nostalgic? Was I wanting a little bit of home? What was happening? Like, because a lot of times we're just turning to food as a thing of comfort, right? Mm. Or it's like, oh, I really miss this. I really miss the taste or the flavor. And I've tried some of the dairy-free cheeses. They're not exactly the same, you know, if you mix in like make kind of like some kind of like dip or spread or something where it's not just cheese and bread, you know, like you might, and we might be able to kind of get it to the right flavor and consistency that you like, but there are going to be some things where it, it's not the same. It is different mm-hmm. and it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a problem either. I was just thinking about this and I don't remember what it was, but it was like, I actually much prefer the dairy free to the da- like full dairy option. And I can't oh, remember wow. what it was, oh. but I was like, wow, I actually like the dairy free way better than I like the full dairy option, you know? And so like yes. give yourself permission to to try new things, uh, try new brands, experiment and permission to like, not like things. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Cause there have definitely been some alternatives that I've just thrown right in the trash, but other ones yeah. are not so bad. <laughs> yeah. the plant-based cheeses. I mean, there are a few good ones out there. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but that's so important because it is nostalgia. There's even like a grieving process that goes along with it too. Yeah. Like I find myself kind of coming into like, a little yeah. bit of denial around it. Well, I think I maybe I can't tolerate cheese. Like I'll go back and forth with that whole thing. You know, it's it's yeah. it's interesting how it happens. It really it is. It is, right? And yeah. that kind of takes us into that whole idea of like what grief is supposed to look like. Of yes. eventually I should get over it, right? Instead of grief being like a circular thing where Ooh. we kind of get triggered or there's something that, that brings up certain emotions or that certain sadness, that certain loss. And so again, it's like going back to, Hey, I still have my memories. I can still spend time with these people Mm -hmm. and really looking at, you know, what is it that I'm grieving? Like, what am I making the food represent and really getting, getting honest with ourselves about that, you know, kind of situation or those aspects, because when we start to understand what we're really truly seeking, like, what are you really craving? Because a a lot of times it's not just the food, it's an emotion, it's a feeling. So when we pinpoint that, like, what are you really hungry for? Now we can start to see, okay, how do I create more of that in my life? Love that. Yeah, absolutely. And that ties into this mentality I was talking about when we started, like this, like resort living mentality, you know, Mm -hmm. vacation mode, you know, Mm, it's like, you know, do you have any like tricks around that? How to like navigate that a little bit with this mindset thing? Because I think that's a struggle for me right now too. And others in my Facebook group, they post about it all the time. It's like, God, how do I do this digital nomad thing and not feel like I'm on vacation every day and drinking like a half a bottle of wine or something, (laughs) celebrating, you know? Right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the biggest, like the the starting point is just to tell yourself, like, this is my new normal. So in the past, it used to be vacations were a time to go off plan, to, to splurge, to not follow my diet, to not eat healthy. And it was kind of this, it's kind of this like, screw it. I'm on vacation kind of mentality Mm -hmm. of like, I'll start when life goes back to normal. I'll start after the holidays, after summer break, after whatever. And really looking at 
this is the new normal. Like, what can I do for the rest of my life without hating my life? Which means that I'm going to want to go to the new restaurants. I'm going to want to try new things. So my husband and I, we, he actually was, he's an active duty Marine for 10 years. He got out of the military and we have moved states more frequently. We've moved every, nearly every year wow. for the last five years and <laughs> way more than when he was active duty, which I think oh, wow. is hilarious. You know, <laughs> that like, is hilarious. we have moved so much more frequently, but we get to a new city and it's like, oh, I want to go and I want to explore. I want to look at the restaurants and the bars and try new cocktails. And, you know, I give myself permission to do this, but I also have certain standards. So I know when I go out to a restaurant, I get two drinks mm. and that's it. Yeah. Now I can go out and get two drinks every single day. If I really want to, like, I don't have to make things off limits, but I know when I go out, I'm going to get two drinks. And then, it, and it's really like what, when we decrease the restriction, we mm -hmm. now like it, it doesn't have that same kind of desire and temptation over us. Because when mm. I know I can eat cake every day for the rest of my life, it's like, I'm not going to binge and overeat and overconsume now because I know it's there tomorrow and I know it's there the next day and the next day and the next day. So when we change the way that we think about food and the way that we think about being on vacation or how relaxed we are around, like, I want to try new things, like absolutely try new things, but let's get in a vegetable at, at lunch and dinner, you know, yeah. like, let's just incorporate some greens, you know, give yourself, you know, sometimes when maybe you're not drinking, <laughs> you're, you know, like yeah. there's nothing wrong with alcohol, but let's find that balance and we can mm -hmm. moderate when we have a healthy relationship with it. And when we're thinking about it differently. So when this is absolutely. the normal, and this is what I'm going to do for the near future. It's like, okay, how do I want to think about being in this city? You know, and you can really get clear if I'm there for 30 days or 90 days. Now I can like remind myself, Hey, Jillian, you've got all month here. It's okay. Mm -hmm. You don't have to try and get your fill of whatever the food is here. Like it's fine. And so, yeah. and this brings in like thoughts about money because we often don't want to throw food away. So I'm going to overeat yes. and waste food in my body instead of wasting it in the trash, right? Like we're going to still waste food because over consuming food is still a waste. Like right. even if it's going in your body. Mm -hmm. And so like just being aware of some of these excuses, justifications and permission giving thoughts that we use to eat over consume over indulge. So it just takes rewiring and just reminding ourselves, Nope, this is the new normal. This is like, it's always here. It's never off limits. I can always come back and get this whenever I want. And like, and it's not a problem. Mm, I love that. Yeah, that's so good. And something we're trying to do, like just together as a couple is trying to just order something and share it instead of, you know, like overindulging both of us and, or a, a dessert and we find a gluten-free dessert, which is rare, but if we do, mm -hmm. we'll split it, yeah. you know, and trying to manage it that way too. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, absolutely. You know, or you could do appetizers. You could get a couple of appetizers and split it as like a meal. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's yeah. a variety of ways that, that you can do it. And, you know, again, if you've got a refrigerator, don't be afraid to take stuff home. If it tastes really good today, it's going to taste really good tomorrow at home when you're eating the other half. You know? Absolutely. Like, <laughs> it, it's totally fine. And so that was another thing that I noticed when I go out to Mexican restaurants, if I order like a taco salad, there's a lot of thoughts around, well, this isn't going to taste as good tomorrow. The lettuce is going to get soggy. That, that shell isn't going to be crispy anymore, you know? And so really just being aware of, oh, I find myself overeating and mm -hmm. it's specifically around this kind of idea of it's not going to taste as good tomorrow. And it's subtle. Like it's almost like this subconscious thought, which is why it's so yes. helpful to have somebody on the outside who can help, help ask questions and show you like, oh, here's what's really going on. It's not that you have to just say, never can I ever eat a taco salad again. Mm -hmm. It's really understanding what's driving it. And it's always going to come back to some kind of thought, some kind of justification as to why this is okay. 
Why wow. get it once a year? You only have it for a little bit. We're, we're leaving soon. Oh, we've only yeah. got two weeks left, right? right. We've just got to be mindful of what we're telling ourselves. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. And mindfulness comes with just staying in the present and trying not to like let all those other yeah. thoughts intrude and, and guide your behaviors really. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so helpful. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Well, and this is also a great time when you're in a new city, like go exploring, go walk, go hike, go find a nature trail. Like there's a lot of ways too, that we can make sure that we get in movement. I'm not a fan of tracking calories or saying you have to work out or it has to look like this. And we're trying to, you know, a lot of times we just try to burn off what we ate the day before mm-hmm. and it never works that way. So, yeah. but, but moving our bodies is good, like mentally and physically. So finding ways that you can do that in your new city, you know, like, can you go kayaking or, you know, maybe there's yeah. like water sports you want to get involved with. Um, do you like mountain biking, you know, or going for a hike? There's all kinds of you know, different opportunities based on where you are around the country. And then it gives you a really cool, unique view of the city as well, which, which I've always enjoyed. Yes. Oh my gosh. Those are such great tips. Yeah. I love trying to find like a, a state park, you know, wherever I am, that kind of thing mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. yeah. Cause there, there's so many wonderful parks and in, in the beaches where you are usually yeah. in a beach town. So we'll try uh-huh. to walk the beach at least, but that's such a good tip. Like focus on that instead of just like, where can I eat in this new town? Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Or like, you know, what other things are there? What other kind of cultural events like farmers markets, outdoor air markets, you know, there's lots of museums and, and there's so much history throughout different cities, especially when you get into downtown areas and neighborhoods, there's, there's a lot out there when we just start to look for it. And again, like taking the focus off of just the food and really looking at how do I have fun and find some adventure and do something cool, something that interests me. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Thank you. This has been so helpful. Yeah. 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 So how, how would people contact you if they want more help with this sort of thing, coaching around the food and the lifestyle and all of that? Yeah. So you can visit me at bodyyoucrave.com is the website. And then to find a time on my calendar, you can go to bodyyoucrave.com forward slash schedule. And this will give us an opportunity just to talk and get to know one another. You can share, you know, where you're at now. We'll look at where you want to be six to 12 months from now. And then I'll help you see really what's standing in your way and what's blocking you. Because a lot of times what we think is the issue isn't the real challenge. And we, we waste so much time trying to solve for the wrong problem. So Oof. I'll help you create a roadmap of like, how do you actually get where you want to go and feel good about it and feel good about the lifestyle that you're living as you're on this journey. Thank you so much. Yes. Well, thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening to the Traveling Therapist podcast. For show notes, links, and downloads, head over to thetravelingtherapist.com, where you'll be able to learn more about my journey, the courses I've created for you, and other exciting resources to make your dreams become a reality. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share with your traveling therapist friends, subscribe to the podcast, and if you love this episode, please leave a review. 